You're listening to Trek FM. Riker to Captain Picard. Go ahead, number one. May I see you in the observation lounge, sir? I'll be right there. This seems to be some kind of meeting place. Some kind of meeting. Some 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 kind of meeting place. Could you want it? I don't think they're going to let us in, Artu. We'd better go. Maybe we better talk out here. The observation line has turned into a swamp. Artu, wait! Oh dear. Artu. Artu, I really don't think we should rush into all this. Oh! This is the Observation Lounge for the week of March 2nd, 2013. What would deacons do? I'm Greg Harbin. With me today, as always, is my lovely news editor, Catherine Bryan. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, everybody. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. And as well, uh, we have returning guest from the East Coast. We have Michael Nixon. Hello, everybody. Also from Geek Crash Course, I should say. And coming to us from sunny Los Angeles is Jose Munoz. Welcome. Hello. Glad to have you on. I believe this is your first time on the Observation Lounge. Yes, it is. Yeah, we've done Trek, uh, the Ready Room a couple of times, but not this. Yes, that's right. But your show, you do a a weekly podcast called The Zero Room. Yes. Which is actually kind of similar to our show. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) In a lot of respects. Yeah, it's pop culture, comics, TV, movies, that kind of thing. Yeah. Whatever whatever is interesting. I've been trying to have you on. Trying to have you on our show for a while because you 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 have that same experience of podcasting on the same sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we it's um you know we record on I, with family and kids. It's always been hard to like you know make it on the show, but I'm glad I was able to yeah. swing it today. Yeah, definitely. So so usually on the show we do a, a roundup of geek news, just random things that happen during the week, stuff we want to talk about. But this week is another one of those times where we throw out the rundown and do one show on just one topic. Because this week was, well, you know, earlier this week, was the Oscars. We actually had the Oscars presented. Seth MacFarlane wowed everyone. Um, Entertainment Weekly said it's the best Oscars host ever. I, mm, okay. (laughs) Are you from a parallel universe or? I am, yes. I'm actually from the JJ universe. I should say that Seth MacFarlane was my mom's favorite Oscar presenter ever for reasons that I don't fully understand. He looks like a very nice figure in Cucks. All right. He does. That could be why. I, so do suit models. So, uh, Mike, and I don't so know Michael, if you hear are you talk for? I was like, are you, not, are you not, just not a? Seth you were not a fan of Seth MacFarlane. Not like this particular thing. I didn't like. I, I mean, I was thinking about it. Yeah, and I remember the go. last time I watched an Oscar show that I actually liked. So maybe it's just me, or maybe it's the fact that there just hasn't been a good Oscar oh, show. Yeah. In, I, 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 I was going to say I could go back what? to Hugh Jackman for sure. Did you not like um, Hugh Jackman's opening song and dance number? Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I've, I've never, like, opening, yeah, maybe. But if, if you're doing the Jackman thing as you're, like, your demonstration, your, your model of a good opening, then Seth MacFarlane still horribly failed. Because every joke ran about 15% too long. Um, I mean, the Shatner bit in the opening, I know this is, like, a Trek-related thing, but, like, that was awful. 
I see. I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I, I said. <sighs> well, I mean, I love Seth MacFarlane. I the, enjoyed the first ten minutes of it, but the other fifteen was a little bit laggy. I don't know. I, I, I liked the song and dance numbers, and I liked his his excuse to do both offensive song and dance numbers and really classy song and dance numbers in the same thing. Because this is the Joseph Gordon-Levitt podcast, we do have to make a special note that <laughs> we do. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Daniel Radcliffe, and Seth MacFarlane did a tap dance number yes. and fancy fancy dress for no. Yeah, see, I like that. It was. It was. I mean, classy. Channing Tatum dancing with Charlize Theron was something I never thought I'd see. Yeah. Also, matching initials. Weird. All right. Oh, I never noticed that. Yep. Well, what about you, Jose? I mean, I, I um, I'm on the fence uh, about it all. Like, I first started watching the show. And you have to understand, again, family. So I'm yeah. the show's on in the background and I'm kind of, you know, dealing with family stuff and the show's on and he's doing the song and I'm like, Well it's it's funny, but I in the minute the minute the boob song started, I was like, Okay, this is kinda of funny, but he's gonna get in a lot of trouble for this. And then they did the other number and that was fine. And then the Shatner thing came on, which is, you know, part of that number. And I you know, I enjoyed the humor of it, um, but I could see how he was gonna get sort of torn apart for it. Because the Oscars is a thankless job. Um, yeah. Especially now with, and, and this is the old man talking, um, especially now with Twitter and, and Facebook and all that stuff, I I had my Twitter feed kind of running as a companion during the show. And it's just an endless stream of people just knocking everything everybody's doing. It's it's yeah. it's, it's an endless run of jokes about dresses and what people are saying and what people are wearing and it it's it's it never ends i had to turn it off because it's it is just the most depressing thing in the world so it is a it is just an utterly thankless job no matter how good you do or how badly you do i thought billy crystal did a fine job last year um it was very old school in its uh presentation um but it was fine and literally Mm -hmm. after that first um sort of the opening number bit he's he's just there to move the show along he's just there to introduce the next presenters he's there to maybe introduce a montage or here's barbara streisand you know and he's mm-hmm. he's perfectly capable and and affable and, and nice enough guy to do that um i don't think you hire seth mcfarland to give you softball jokes so anybody who was offended about the uh, the rihanna bit you know yeah. um i thought it was funny um yeah. but uh, you know, I could see how people are going to get offended, but that's why you hire Seth MacFarlane. And the MPAA knew, or uh, you know, the, the Academy knew, not the MPAA. Well, sure. The Academy knew what was going to happen. They knew the ABC knew what was going to happen. They figured they'd roll the dice and try a younger guy with a with a sort of a um, a bit of an edge to see if they could get, frankly, guys like you, you guys, to watch and be entertained because. Well, because I mean, they tried right. with Franco a couple of years ago. I think it was Franco and Anne yeah. Hathaway, and it was it was really bad, like Ugh. the worst I've ever. Because they didn't have their own. Like McFarlane brings in his own, you know, comedy staff writing jokes tailored for him. It's not just this random group of people writing jokes well, that Franco. Franco not was clearly well disinterested. I, I think it's a much better approach thing. than trying he, to do something like that. He didn't want like to that. be there, and poor Anne Hathaway looked like he was. She was. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, Franco was clearly on something <laughs> yeah. for a good chunk of that show, and and you can't get Hugh no, Jackman every year. And he, like I think you'd you'd rather, great, but now he's he a he's really a big good, star. And uh, and if you've watched, uh, I don't know, probably the Emmys or the Tonys the last couple of years, Neil Patrick Harris has turned out to be a really good host of those things. Um, 
because the awards themselves – here's the weird thing about any award show, and I was thinking about this before we got on the show, was especially now that they're televised, on the one hand, there's this sort of like white knight in all of us that wants it. I want it to be about the work and the actors and the and the films and all of that stuff. But then there's the other part of us where it's like, what's a TV show? Entertain me, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I want to be entertained for three hours. I don't I don't really care about the makeup guy, you know, or whatever. It's you want to see the stars. You want to be entertained. You want a song and dance number. You want you want to be entertained. So it's it's they're two disparate things working against each other. One is supposed to be a somber recognition of, you know, excellence in film. And the other one is, you know, watch us dance. You know, please don't turn off our show. Um, that's. Yeah. Well, it's weird because it, it is sort of a, like people don't that much tune into primetime stand-up, com- stand-up comedy. Like Seth MacFarlane tried to do his like variety number and no one tuned in. I, I thought it was hilarious. But no one tuned into that, and no one really watches these things. So this is the only time a lot of people are going to sit down and watch yeah, this sort of joke you know, I, I outside was, of something I saw, like, I you know, the they're sitting down fun. to watch Family it Guy. Was, I think a lot, of people, a lot of people don't know how to it take it. It seemed a little rough around the edges, a, a lot of callbacks to Chicago, but what are you going to do? Correct. Correct. And I think if they... Yeah, I think if they had, uh, if they had, well, apparently the, really the producers were the producers of Chicago, which I didn't know until afterwards. Yeah, it's the that's the only reason Chicago, that so was there. A whole a show, sort of, in tribute to the music and musicals of movies, and it had really been themed that way and actually properly staged, then it might have been a better show. But they kind of, there were all these sort of dips and valleys. There were these high moments, and then things would crash out. But as far as the show itself, I mean, whatever. It's, it's the Oscars. I don't know what. It's it's weird. It's like we have yeah. a everybody wants to everybody wants to hate it and love and it's like everybody goes into it wanting to hate it and then they come <laughs> out and they're disappointed that they didn't love it. It it's like if 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 that's your if that's sort of your attitude going into it, then who knows? That all said, forty million people. It's they got they got bigger numbers than last year. So. Right. Well, I, I enjoyed, I mean, I enjoyed the show. Catherine, you, it looked like you were enjoying the show while you were watching it. I was enjoying most of the show. The only part that I really can say that I did not enjoy was the sudden PBS special for Les Mis. Yeah, that was, that was a mess. We, we can talk about that when we that get to That was a the... weird, weird moment in that show. Yeah. yeah. And also the, the, the Bond thing was Bad so and not James not Bond related good. at all. Yeah. Like, what is Halle Berry, like? <laughs> doing here everyone's it was one of those least favorite on... bond girl from yeah. everyone's so, yeah, least yeah, favorite was, bond movie. Uh, if you look if you read into to, that to, they to, had to jose that was my I bit mean, on, really uh, on twitter to get all the bonds that, that may have made you shut off your uh, feet uh, <laughs> oh hey we're no, celebrating they, bond yes, with the yes, bond they girl from the worst bond movie yes um they um just listen for the sound of a hand slapping a woman and you'll find sean connery yeah and they couldn't find some you will um uh, apparently, Sean Connery doesn't care for the broccoli because he, feels he was off on an adventure. They owe him money. Like to believe. Pierce Brosnan doesn't like the broccoli. Lazenby could have he saved the day. Get, he got taken off soon. <laughs> you know, Daniel Craig is perfectly happy to do it. So was Lazenby and Roger Moore. No, 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 no not at all. Well, you know what? It, it, that's a whole different discussion. Those movies got bad because the movies got bad. It, those weren't his fault. The, the movies got bad. I saw so, Die Another Day. Pierce Brosnan whoa, whoa, did not whoa, get taken whoa, off too soon. Whoa, 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 whoa. He got... 
<laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. He's just the worst Bond. It's not his fault that he's the worst. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm just going to go ahead and have Peter this conversation Sellers. now because Honor Majesty's Secret Service might well, be it's not the best Bond. We, we should do. We should clearly do a Bond show again. I... No, because then it would be the Lazenby show, and everyone would just not listen to me. The weird part. The weird part. I mean, about your it part would be the Lazenby you know, show. His voice is like dubbed over by another actor for like a third of the movie, and. And it so it's like it's, it's like up a there. A lot of people say it's it is the best. A lot of people say it's the worst. It's he, he's, he's oddly and once you know it's Bond. not his voice, you're just like, oh, that's just weird. <laughs> Anytime he's playing, what is it? Is it? It's, it's hmm. Sir Hillary. He couldn't. He couldn't do the accent, so somebody else is doing that voice. Yeah. And actually, it's the. Thank you for ruining the, that for me. I appreciate it's the. That. It's the actor. I'm sorry. It's the actor who plays the. Um, uh, the. The diplomat in right. England. He, I think he oh. ends up having his voice the whole time. That's always a weird thing with Bond, though. You can't That's really just... watch Bond and it's look at weird. the mouths because... It... <laughs> so, um, no, no, no. Uh, GoldenEye oh. is a perfectly oh, wow. great Bond. Oh. Um, All right. That's great. That's another problem with TOS is a lot of times the person on screen is not the voice at all. And you can, you nope. can really tell. Especially with the new yep. remastered version. Fair enough. Yeah. I I think they all have. It's it's weird. They all have it good is. moments. Golden, come on, Catherine. No, Golden, Golden is fantastic. I mean, it, it's it's all right, but I just wish it hadn't been Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> His weird Irish voice bothers me. I. Whoa, whoa! It's getting a little. Uh... None of them are uh -oh. actually English, and that's okay. I just think Brosnan's the worst at pretending. Hmm. All right. Well, we wow. are we are getting on All a right. Bond tangent. I, I'd like to get us back on to, uh, I mean, we're we're 15 minutes into the show. Should we should probably get to the awards themselves? Oh man, our have... Oscar show is going to run over, guys. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna run over. Well, we, oh jeez. Well, sir, we, we should we, put a musical we, number in here. We should. Yes. Send it over to Barbara Streisand. She'll she'll sing for a little they while. Taken it Chicago. They should have. They should have let Adele sing. Well, we need, did we need two Bond numbers in the film? In, in the they, in the they, telecast? They by the way, they a lot of things differently. Yes. Like we already had Adele. Absolutely. And I mean, yes. Could we just take out the Barbara Streisand, or could we take out Chicago? Why is Chicago there? Yeah. So it I was. Mean, we discussed that already, but like. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, okay. anyway. So that's that's that. Okay. Well, getting to the awards themselves, the the first one, we're doing sort of reverse the order that Oscars dot com has it. So. Um, you can follow along at home if you have the enhanced version. But first off, we have visual effects, which visual effects was won by Life of Pi, which I believe I did pick. I can check this real quick. But in our last show, oh, I don't have it on this file, of course. Uh, I will pull that up in a moment. Excellent. Surprise! You did pick Life of Pi. I did. I did. I did pick Life of Pi. Um, yeah, you went on a bit of a Life of Pi bender. Yeah, if I remember correctly. I, I really felt like Life Life of Pi was going to win pretty much everything. And it managed why? to not. Did you see the movie? He didn't see Life I did of not Pi. See the That's movie. why. He didn't sit what? there and watch the zebras, the CGI zebras in the ocean. I got up. I like. I got a screener of Life of Pi, and I'll be honest. I got like halfway through, and I like left to get food for an hour, and then I came back and finished it. And that's the only reason I was like, okay, Life of Pi was a pretty okay movie because I took an hour long break in the middle of that movie. It took me three days to watch Les Mis. 
Three days. It took me three Ugh. days to watch Les Mis as well. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking. I did not actually pick Life of Pi. This is maybe the only one where I didn't. I did pick The Hobbit as well. Um, I did as well. So if I, I remember, correctly. and I don't know how The not Hobbit on the, didn't on win. Show, but, yeah. It it clearly had the best visual effects of any film this year. I can't. I think. Argue I mean, I I think the 48 frames may have put some people off of it. It's possible in terms of like people who aren't as informed watching the thing. Um, I mean, they're they're, but I mean. It, as has been brought up since Ang Lee's unfortunate speech, which I'm guessing we'll get to. Yeah. I mean, most of Life of Pi was blue, a boat, and a guy. And, like, beyond that, it's just, like, fakesies. Yeah. So, from that standpoint, I mean, at least with The Hobbit, they built things, I guess? That was my thing with Life of Pi, is that not only was it boring, but the effects were not... I wasn't blown away at any point. Was I like, oh, so beautiful? No, the, the tiger the tiger is good. Yeah. But they spent the tiger's a great effect. what they showed... You know, I mean, the handling of water, I mean, we've, we've only recently, like, as, as, I guess, a species, <laughs> figured out how to CGI water. Uh, and the, the, the moves forward in that are pretty astounding. I mean, I, I thought the, the simulated water effects in my yeah. pie were really impressive. That's but, fair. I mean, the tiger, the tiger went in and out for me. Like, mm-hmm. there are scenes where I'm like, holy shit, where'd that tiger come from? And there are scenes where I'm like, where'd they get, why is, why is, Calvin from, from Calvin, or Hobbes from, from, from Calvin and Hobbes in, uh, in this movie. What's that about? <laughs> nice. So, uh, Jose, only, did you actually it's, it's, see Life of Pi? Yeah. I just had, I had no oh interest boy. in seeing it at all. I only saw it because I got a screener. I did not. I did not see Life of Pi. Um, <laughs> what I, the, the only, the, I, I, I thought The Hobbit would win as, yeah, I, I have I, like a stack of them, so I have a screener here. Um, but yeah. I, I just never got around to really? watching it. Um, I, I thought The Hobbit would win too, strength, strictly on the strength of Gollum alone, because he's amazing in Forty Eight. Oh yeah. Um, even the ones that yeah, didn't the actually get nominated is, are amazing. Frankly, it's it's all really, really. I mean, look, all of these movies are amazing as far as their their visual effects are concerned. But correct, but. When you look at the Hobbit's effects versus, um, say, something like the Avengers or Life of Pi, it is Gollum is the standout character in the Hobbit as far as a visual effects yeah. achievement is concerned. Especially when you're talking about 48 frames, right? Because he he in 48 he looks real. It's it's a little disconcerting. Um, but the rest of the movie is very. I don't want to call it pedestrian because that's a terrible word, but it's very standard special effects. We've reached a level of special effects where most of the things done in The Hobbit looked good, really, really good. And for Weta standards, those that those are the standards that you expect out of Weta. Yeah. Um, but like the – I forget the, the head orc, the, the albino orc with the one hand. Um, he was a little dodgy at times. Like they, his, and, and it was because it was very last minute that they added that character and made it all work. Um, so, because he was originally, I think he was originally a man in a suit, and eventually they decided that didn't work, so they, they CGI'd him in, and it's a little sketchy at times, when, in comparison to, like, say, Gollum. And I think maybe the reason why Life of Pi wins is because when they're, all of their CGI and everything is in service of the story and is in service of an atmosphere, it becomes almost seamless, you're in that world and you're just kind of living in it. So they have a big biolucent, you know, bioluminescent whale and hops over the boat. And wow, that's amazing. And and what they're doing in Life of Pi is is almost artistry. It's it, they're painting a picture for you with CGI, 
Whereas in everything else, they're just well, going for I mean, like photorealism. On the other side of that, amazement, which is, I mean, a, a a really good technical achievement, but in but in Life of Pi, I think what people might have attracted people to that was that it was CGI mm-hmm. in service of almost, like I said, almost creating a painting. Whereas in the other ones, they're just, you know, if you've seen the ILM videos on how they did the Avengers and how they literally just recreated New York, you know, those four blocks all in CG and they just had all the actors on green screen and they would shoot them and, you know, composite them in. And it's amazing stuff, but it's not, I don't know, it, it's not, um, hmm. I don't know, it's not, it's not emotional. And I think Life of Pi may have grabbed some people for that. And, you know, a lot of visual effects awards are voted by visual effects people. And, you know, with the problems Rhythm and Hughes is that, having. That's true as well. They um, may have been really looking to honor them. And, and we can talk about that for a moment where they were, I mean, there was a long thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, before he started talking about the problems in the visual effects industry. But he was cut off in the middle of it. And that's angered a lot of people as he was trying to talk about the fact that basically they did not get paid what they we're expecting to get paid for the film and the whole visual effects industry as a whole feels very slighted right now. All, all of my friends in the visual effects industry, and I think other people, I think it's expanded are doing this green avatar thing. On Everybody Twitter. I know from, from NYU film and TV has got a, got a green icon yeah. right now, which makes it really hard to figure out who's talking, but okay. I, I really like that. One of my friends um, changed her avatar to an H and R block logo. <laughs> well done. Well done. Nice. Friend of yours. But I, I, so, so yeah, they may have gotten a bit of the sympathy vote as far as let's give it to Rhythm and Hughes uh, rather than giving it to Weta, who's going to be doing fine no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I think with The Hobbit... They're going to get two more shots at it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I feel like with The Hobbit, like, every award they didn't win necessarily is because there are two more of them. Like, there's plenty of time. And then the third one just got pushed back to, to end of 2014. So they've basically oh, got, they? like... Uh, they're in back again, just yeah. got pushed back to December 2014. So they have like three award seasons that yeah. they can just just milk. And, so and you know, in all them. honesty, The Hobbit got a lot of – didn't get a lot of love because of its length, because of the 48 frames and, and all of that stuff. bloated. Can we just not yeah, talk no. about The Hobbit? Can we just it's, not? A, it's, a, it's a completely different conversation. I don't want to get sidetracked. Yes. Um, Our Oscar show is running long. Run! Run! <laughs> I, look, I, I agree with you that it's probably uh, – it, it's long for a lot of people. Um, but I sat through the whole thing in 48 with my 3D glasses on, and I couldn't care mm. less. Like, it was fine. I could have stayed there for another two hours. I love the world. It's, it's so, it's so um, well realized as a, well. as a thing. That I can just hang out in it for yeah. a long time. Look, I read yeah. through. I've read. Th- yeah, I watched it three times in the same weekend. Yeah. Then, and I'm, I cannot I, wait to get I've, the Blu-ray and watch it three more times. I've read in the same through. Uh, I've, I've read through a lot of uh, how do you call it? Fire, you know, the, the Song of Fire and Ice, the Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> no one can get that. Why every week? I the Song it. of Ice and Fire. Thank you, Michael Nixon. Never read it. And there are parts of. You and Tristan should have your own show. There are there are interminable parts of that book that are just. Long and and the same with the Hobbit. The Hobbit, uh, not the Hobbit, but the Lord of the Rings. Oh my God! The first, the Fellowship of the Ring is just interminable. <laughs> it's just, it's it's like reading Deuteronomy. It's horrible. Um, but I'm hearing the Jaws <laughs> theme in the background. <laughs> I'm just. I think Catherine's going to play you off stage. I, I don't know if I can yeah, do this again. There's a, there, there's a quarter again. of this podcast that is is planning your death right now, Jose. So it's been great talking to you, uh, but. <laughs> Catherine's gonna find no, you. No, no, no. But my, <laughs> my my point is that 
that in spite of all of those things, in spite of all of those things, I love those books. I love the books. I love the the show. And to to be like, well, it's just too long. Right. Well, okay. I get that. If you're not interested the whole time that it's too long, gentlemen, I get that. The, but I don't gentlemen, know. Gentlemen, lady, what's wrong with if I may, we're, we're one award in and yes. 25 minutes into this. Show. All right. So let's let's um so let's move on. Uh, Meanwhile, over, at the Oscars, oh, yes, we're going yes, to skip. We're going to skip over live action short film and and move on to Paper Whoa. Man. Yeah. Uh, um, how, how amazing Everybody, is Paper Man? Great. Beautiful. It's phenomenal. I mean, I wish there was a version of the short, which, I mean, I mentioned again in my Twitter feed. We're, that's coming up a lot today. Um, I wish there was a version of the movie where the, like, the planes rebelled against their master and destroyed him. But, <laughs> I mean, I understand, like, wanting to be romantic or whatever. Well, they do, like, grab him at some point. It was a little weird. Yeah, but, like, I just I, w- I hope that there's, like, an alternate version of the storyboards from some, like, fed-up animator that's just like, <laughs> and then the planes kill him with cuts, death of a thousand paper cuts. You know, just, like, one guy with a bad day. But, um, I don't know. I Everyone thought I was going to win. It won. Yeah. I'm glad it won. No one was surprised. I mean, the, I mean live-action short, most people I knew were thinking it was going to be Curfew, who were in the know on that sort of thing. I didn't see the shorts. So I didn't I see any no of them. That's why I don't really want to speak. But, it, yeah. If- yeah. But, um, yeah, both the shorts didn't, uh, from, from my understanding, didn't really surprise at all. And having seen Paper Man, I, I know why at least that half didn't surprise. Yeah, Paper Man's really And, and they did a good job, um, uh, advertising. They, they, they put it online. They got the buzz going. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that you could have, I don't know that anyone wanted to vote for the others. I mean, the Simpsons one just wasn't going to win after they were like, look at Paper Man and how amazing it is. Yeah. And I mean, the, I've never seen 2D and 3D animation blend together so seamlessly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish a lot yeah. of other animation studios would figure that out because I've seen a lot of really shitty 3D cars in like 2D movies. It started yeah. with the road I'm to El Dorado. It's been downhill I'm since then. Sick of it. Yeah. Well, just like even the DC animation stuff, like they're putting out really amazing product, but it's all full of like really shitty like boxes on top of boxes yeah. that really, are supposed to be cars. It's really hard. It's a whole other conversation. It's really hard and expensive what? to do that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> really, I understand really that. Expensive. But like, you've got a room full of guys whose job it is to do it's this. It's really like, expensive to do this. Draw a car. Speaking of rooms full it's, of guys, it's whose a box jobs on top to of a box. It's really expensive to make it look like 2D with 3D. Yeah, yes. Yes, Catherine? Yes. Well, then don't do 3D. It's, That's my point. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just going to move us along before we thought about like, this for another half an hour. It's cheaper for them to animate so, the, so the CGI right. than uh, the other way around. It's, 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 it's a money thing. Yeah. All right. It's understandable. Now, I'm hoping now that... It's not like I'm paying for the product or anything. If, if you, I mean, if you'd be happy why would I give a shit? I'm not, like, putting my hard-earned money into the fucking product or whatever. If you could please pay $10 more, we'd be more than happy to add your 2D car for it. They're selling them as high-end, like, unique product, like, at least from the DC animation side. I don't know. I mean, if Legend of Korra can make a convincing 3D car, I don't see what the <laughs> fuck Warner Brothers has a problem with. Sorry, moving on. Moving. Uh, I've That was my ramble for the day. It, it, it's, uh, it's, it's expensive to, to do these things. I, I totally see what, what Jose is saying. Um, so's entertainment. <laughs> it's a whole different conversation. So uh, we, we can move on. We can move on to, to makeup and hairstyling. Or, or as 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 it's called, Ugh. best making Anne Hathaway look muddy, um, category. Such. Les Mis was hideous in every aspect. Yeah, so, so Catherine, you, you love you love Les Mis the musical, and and you saw Les Mis the movie. I tried to see it. I couldn't see any of it because none of it was in the frame. Uh, maybe there was good <laughs> makeup and hairstyling. I wouldn't know. I didn't see any of it. 
under yeah, all the mud I, and grime on the lens was, and the fuzzy. He was so yeah. close. How could you not see Give it? To, the inability to focus is unbelievable. Because it was out of focus. Everything was focus planed to like the yeah. ear. It's weird. And even with even with Anne Hathaway's Dreamy Dream song, they were doing like CG out of focusness to make sure that only yeah. like a circle around her face was in focus. It was there I mean I can't explain Lemez. I can't explain it. We ventured into the cinematography side of Lemez, but that I mean just atrocious. I mean, atrocious the, I mean, it's very possible the, the makeup and, and hair, hair and makeup was not, is like yeah hair and makeup was just like don't take a shower you're shooting les mis <laughs> cool beans russell like, crow wasn't gonna take that, a shower anyway I, yeah right i i don't know like the level i, I don't I would, imagine I would a, almost, a I would huge pile of work went into the effects of uh, the, the hair and makeup of les mis <laughs> sorry no, I, I'm I, sorry. I, I saw The Hobbit. So if we're right, going to talk about right. hair and makeup, let's do this. Well, it's, it's okay. Uh, so the, the difference is there's with like Les dwarf Mis. ladies who show up in like back of frame. Right, but, but the thing in is, Les Mis, it looks like Anne Hathaway got a haircut and didn't wash her face. It, in Les Mis, it was let's make them look dirty. In The Hobbit, yeah. Uh, in The Hobbit, they designed a a universe and they designed were they, just, you were know, they really all that distinct? Twelve distinct <laughs> dwarfs and thirteen. Okay. That, that was that was why they needed the dwarves. They were. I, I think you can tell them apart every time they're on screen, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, you well, have the I mean, they had to. They're, the personalities were relatively similar, so you have to cartoon character them up and give them different hair, which they did very well. But they they did, and and I thought the dwarves were extremely convincing, and they weren't CG like people thought. They were just computer generated dwarves. They were actually people in makeup. I I think that. It's not that there was anything terribly who wrong. Who thought they were CG? A, a lot. So, are these the same people who thought Thanos was Space Hulk at the end of Avengers? Yes. Like people. just like uninformed human beings? Yeah. Well, exactly. Sorry. But so um, The Hobbit just had today. such impressive hair and makeup that I have a hard time giving it to Les Mis. I mean, sure, in any other year, Les Mis did a great job of, of creating its world. Yeah, but and, and I still think Why, when you have The Hobbit did, there, are you going to give it to Les Mis? It didn't resonate well with people. Well, there's and, two more Hobbits is the Les easy Mis answer, did. unfortunately. You know, in spite of what everybody... Hates about the cinematography. People love that movie. Yeah. So. But I mean, honestly, guys, uh, I think the real unsung hero of the hair and makeup category is definitely Hitchcock. Wait, I've got some head trauma. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what? They didn't give it to the one with the the one false nose, which is usually atrocious. Where they suit. give just atrocious hair and makeup too. What was it? The hours yeah. that just randomly got hair and makeup because Nicole Kidman had a false nose. Uh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, she, so, about... she bore a vague resemblance to somebody else, so they won. Were there no other nominees in that category that year? It's I possible. Now we're talking about other Oscars. We're okay. way off track. All right. So <laughs> m m moving on, we because we we have more things to get to. Um, I I don't know anything. Oh oh, film editing is first. Film editing actually went to Argo. And this is the first time in the night where we're like, oh, Ar Argo's winning things. Yep. Uh, uh, Catherine, what, what did you think? I mean, you, you were on hashtag Team Ben Affleck in our first show. I, I've been Team Ben <laughs> Affleck for many moons since, since the dawn of Goodwill Hunting have I been <laughs> Team Ben Affleck. Yes. But I just, I had no qualms choosing Argo for best editing because I thought it had the best editing. It did. I'm, I'm weird in that way where I pick my Oscar picks based on what had the best whatever right which is usually why i lose the oscar picks well i'm surprised something more 
I don't know. More fancy didn't win. Like, let's give it to zero. Dark Thirty. Cargo was really hard to edit. I'm sure they I'm... were all over the place. Yeah, with a huge yeah. ensemble. I mean, Zero Dark Thirty didn't do terribly well this Oscars. Yeah, and by which I mean, I, did it win anything? The Oscars? Oh, oh it's a uh, sound mixing, right? They got the double sound mixing. Yeah, it got half of a sound mixing. They got Oscar. half of a sound mixing Oscar. Uh, so okay. Like, I, I feel like that movie got a little bit um, pushed down by by uh, uh, commentary. Right. So, I mean, yep. and at the end of the day, like, if, if I'm going to be impressed by editing, well, that's, whereas, that's like, Les Mis is in terms of makeup didn't impress me by having dirty people, um, Argo really impressed me by the fact that they built a whole crap load of suspense out of people getting plane tickets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you scene know, like, is, is, the, just is the whole thing. And it's the it's back like, and forth, like, montage of that movie is phenomenal. I mean, and, and like, that editing montage of the, uh, the Iranian woman on the television with the, the reading of Argo with the other stuff surrounding it, like, it's just a phenomenally edited sequence, like something like that. And I can understand why it also, when we get to screenplay, we'll get there. But like the, the writing of that scene and the construction of that scene and the shooting of that scene, that's just like a great piece of like movie making. Well, and, the, and the stuff with the housekeeper, there wasn't really any dialogue there. It was just oh, the shots they had and where they chose to put those bits yeah, I, in the film and cut them between other things that just heightened the suspense. Even though in the end you, you go back and look at it and you're like, oh, well, nothing really happened with the housekeeper. But it yeah. it made but you it could have it could have, and that's what the editing did. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, that, that's it's a whole movie where like the suspense is entirely constructed out of editing, and I think that's just that's that's what good editing does. That's what quote unquote best editing yes. does. Uh, so let's give that guy a trophy. Yeah. Jose, were were you on Team Ben Affleck going into these Oscars? I uh, I don't know. I'm on Team Argo. I liked I liked Argo a okay. lot, uh, and I think Ben Affleck's is 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 uh, is is good. I, many things that he does yeah. so um but yeah no i loved argo i thought argo, argo was really good and and i agree with everything michael said it, that that last 20 25 minutes of argo is is undeniably how they make tension uh, out of really not much happening is amazing yeah yeah i was actually surprised by how much i liked argo i, I actually saw it in the theater unlike most of my friends oh, who just saw screeners of it it's I, true. I mean, I, I got a screener, but I've watched that screener like three or four times. Oh, yeah. Like anytime someone's like, oh, I haven't seen Argo. I'm like, let's put it on because <laughs> it's 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 like I think that we had a, a year where Best Picture was like a bunch of second place, uh, second and third place mm -hmm. movies. But like if one of those nine movies had to win, I'm really glad it was Argo. We'll get yeah. there in a little bit, obviously. But like it, it's it's just a really great movie. It yeah, really is. It is. And, it's, and it's a great movie that isn't. It's like one of those movies where like, oh, Hollywood's going to love it because it's about Hollywood. But it's not really about Hollywood. It's like the, it's, it's, it's part of this multi-layered construction, which okay. is fantastic. So, so let's table that for a moment and, and move on to – um, I did want to mention documentary short subject for a moment because Innocente – people were saying it was funded by Kickstarter. Not really. It was made – it was submitted to some festivals. But then they said, we need more money to submit to more festivals. And they put it on Kickstarter and got a lot of money. And I, I think that that push really helped it them get their message out there and it helped them win this Oscar. Now, I, I haven't actually seen it. I, I can't speak to how good it is. Yeah, I haven't seen either of the documentary um, uh, categories, no, have I. unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, there's only so much time in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it looks it looks cool. I, 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 I'm I hoping to get, I don't know, I, I'd like to at least see Innocente. Maybe they'll put it online at some point so that I can see it. Um, yeah, agreed. I, I mean, I'd love to see all five. I mean, if, if oh, yeah. you're good enough yeah, to be they're nominated, they're not as good about in, getting a category. I want to shorts see it. and Definitely. documentaries and things like that. Then the next one. Oh. Yeah, not really. 
Or are they not? Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm just Writer's Guild, so I only got things with, like, oh, scripts. I see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my understanding is you can only vote if you um, certain... actually went to yeah, a certain... screening at an actual theater. Is that, is that and right? And it's only for certain... Well, that's Academy stuff. It's only for certain... WGA, it's to to different. Right. But that's not the show we're talking about. Right. And the uh, the next one, documentary feature, was a big surprise um, because I was sure, I was absolutely sure that The Invisible War would win. And if it didn't, yeah. it would be, um, what's the name of the movie? Um, How to Survive a Plague? Mm-hmm. I was yes. I thought How to Survive a Plague yeah. was definitely going to be the one. So I, I was really surprised. I, I mean, I going in, I'd heard, I mean, when I did my, my Oscar ballot for the, the betting pool, mm. I looked up a bunch of figures and Searching for Sugar Man was like really big. And I, I mean, I haven't seen any of them, so I don't know why. But my my limited familiarity with um with the category, like I I honestly wish Invisible War had won because more people really need to yeah. see that 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 doc. Like I I mean I need to see it, but ha- knowing what it's about, like kind of hesitant to see it because I know yeah. my mind is going to explode with rage. So it's it it just it's something that need like the Invisible War is like needs to be talked about. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. Doug may have talked about it. I haven't seen it. Was it was it your show? or Was uh, it a different podcast? The, Jose, where they were I, I'm not familiar with any War. of the the nominees here. So um, okay. Okay. Well, the only ones I'd, I'd even heard people talking about were I think it was Invisible War. Doug talked about, and then um. The other one, Had Survivor Plague, was talked about on the Slate Gab Fest, and they were talking about that one just being so impressive and, and bringing, rem- telling people about stuff they may have been like actively ignoring when it was happening, like bring it to the fore and make people really pay attention to what was going on in the in the eighties and nineties. So, uh, yeah. I, I Sugarman well, may I mean, be a great film, but it's it's weird that yeah. it's not as important a topic it seems as these other two. Well, there's also an argument that the MPAA uh, uh, hates Kirby Dick, so that's probably why Invisible War oh. just got the nomination. That so, could, uh, there's still, that. he's still yeah. got Mark, the nomination. He did a movie so about how the MPAA. Uh, he yes. did a documentary about how the MPAA sucks, the and as a result, the MPAA not his biggest fan. Uh, weirdly enough, I, I'd, I'd hate to be that. The re- right. Well, that's. I mean, the Academy and the MPAA are two different organizations, but I'm guessing some people said some things to some people. I would imagine. Okay, well, moving on to things we know a little bit more about, we have costuming, which. uh, All right. This is the one. This is the one award I believe that Anna Karenina actually won, which I I did not, I did not see Anna Karenina. Um, Catherine, you you can speak to the costuming. I almost. I almost finished it. Almost? So close, but Jude Law was still in it the whole time, <laughs> and I was just not having it. But I, I, it seems like an obvious choice for the, me for this I, award the, just because the costuming was so lush. The and entire, the entire roughly, I think, two billion people was, uh, to to fill that movie. And it was beautiful. That sounds about accurate. Yeah, it was. It was a vast movie of many costumes. No. What it really should have won is best score, but that's mm-hmm. because Dario Martinelli is just scorned every time. Right. Every. We'll, we'll have every to talk time. about that in in a moment when we when we get to Life of Pi, continuing its its insanity. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see Anna Karenina, and I I somehow like missed it. Like I don't know if their ad campaign wasn't strong enough, but I didn't realize it yeah. was coming out and then it did come out and i just was like oh i, I had no that. idea then... it was coming out this year yeah. it was like it was I, in I theaters no for like two minutes and then people were like wow that was long and then everybody and I, I mean like and i live in new york and i didn't hear like new york and la are like the two cities that would definitely get that movie and i had no idea that movie 
one was out in twenty like twelve at all, yeah. and two didn't know that it was playing anywhere near me. It so actually didn't come out in New Hampshire while I lived there. I had to cross state lines to go see that <laughs> wow. movie. Wow. There you go. She had to get. She had to get back across the border. You, you, you should have told all of us, Catherine. Why weren't you? You got to get the word out. I was out about busy these driving things. to Massachusetts <laughs> to see a movie Wait, again. You didn't. You didn't finish it. Apparently, did yeah, you? Did I you left. leave the theater? Yeah. Wow. That's how out. much. Wow. Do you know how much I hate? That's a whole other conversation. Wow. I've wow. I've twice in my life left the theater. Anna Karenina and the bank job, but I didn't. I don't know why I was at the bank the, job. The so what? Oh dear. The, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I walked out. Not a Statham fan. Well, I wasn't of that movie. It you're, was too you're, boring. You're, you're good at, at seeing movies that no one else actually knew were ever released. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Not that I finished them. But. <laughs> it's her mutant power. Some people get laser eyes. Catherine gets to see movies no one knows are out yet. She's got like movie phone powers. <laughs> okay, well, so... You can I, call me the Fandango from now on. Okay. <laughs> Again, moving on. In, in our, can you do the Fandango? It's great. Yes, do the Fandango. Sorry. Again, moving on in our rushed, rushed uh, Oscar show. We have the, the Skyfall Award for, for most singing Skyfall in a song. The Adele Award goes the to Adele. Award Am goes I the only Adele. one who likes that song? No, it's no, wonderful. It's... Like, what's wrong with this country? Yep. It's on Everyone the radio I know all hates day, that every song. day. Do they really? Like, it's just her singing Skyfall over and over again. And I'm like, it have tells you, you the entire heard story Goldeneye? of the like, movie. Have you been to a James Bond movie in ever? Because all those title songs sing the title real hard. It's kind of their pur- their purpose. It's to be like, for the you're in a movie called well. Skyfall. It's about something called Skyfall. <laughs> You'll understand the third act about Skyfall. That's the Isn't purpose that of a like fucking the Bond theme. Right I'm sorry. That's like, what it does. So um, if people are like, she certainly no, sings Skyfall a lot in that song yeah. called Skyfall from uh, the movie Skyfall, where the third act takes place at Skyfall. They only tell like, you the whole plot um, of the movie in the song. That's all. That happened. Like, there was no doubt she was going to. The song about it. Do. It's, it's like I said, it, it's it's very easy. It's very easy to hate on things that are popular, right? Skyfall. <laughs> Sorry, no. I had to get one more in there. You can you can if you wrote yeah. the musical. I'm not saying it's a good song. I'm just saying you can if you wrote the music. And like they get to do that. What was gonna win? Suddenly, yeah. It's too easy. I no. mean, well, yeah, what was fucking suddenly going to win? Get out of here. You can't just add songs to the that don't make any here. sense for funsies. Don't. All right. Like, I just, I mean, looking at the category, there's nothing else there that has, like, the me giving a yeah. shit yeah. Of, uh, of a song like Skyfall. Like, Pie's Lullaby, that's like a yeah. lady humming. Well, the, and there's, there's <laughs> the Scarlett Johansson song. Scarlett Johansson sings while icebergs melt. It's a, it's a, I didn't know there was a movie about icebergs that came out. I have to say, Chasing Ice. I didn't even know that was a song that existed. The movie's no. terrible. The movie's terrible. Catherine, did you see Chasing Ice? You know what? I didn't. I missed. Holy crap! I know. That means no one saw that movie. I didn't know. No it. one saw that movie. Yeah, I did that, look that it up after the awards because I hadn't yeah. even heard of it. And turns out yeah. it is just about icebergs melting. It's a documentary, but it didn't get nominated for best documentary. It's not anything except original song. Fantastic song. Love the ice. Very chilly. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about songs, can we talk about best original score, please? Uh, yeah. Just yeah. can we just talk about De- how Life of Pi shouldn't have won? Best, okay. So, best so definitely. Nope. Again, I didn't see. It, it's Anna Karenina, right? That you're talking about. Yeah. So go. So go ahead and and, and speak to the masses. Speak to this. I'm I'm going to speak to the fact that Life of Pi. The score is a lot like the score to Brokeback Mountain, where it's the same four notes for 18 hours. 
Yes. And I don't understand. Very much yes. I know Philip Glass is a big fan of doing the same thing for 14 hours, but... Do, 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 but Philip Glass do, 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 does it well. Koi Anascotzi? Koi Anascotzi. Koi Anascotzi. good. No. Every, great. Every film major is like, oh my god, Koi Anascotzi speaks to me. Get out. Yeah, that's... You're right. I, I'm one of them. That's what I'm saying. That's, 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 that's the one where a, he got I wrong. guess yeah. you have to have special knowledge in your brains for that. Like, I I mean, I would have loved if... I mean, Skyfall was never going to win this category as well as original song, but I thought the score for Skyfall was amazing. It's, it's a great it's, it's score. It's a great score. Of, of the ones I saw, I, I thought it definitely should win. If I had finished... Like if I was in charge of the Oscars, Skyfall would have swept score. most categories. Yeah. Well, we'll Cinematography, definitely. Yeah. We'll get there in a little bit. Well, we're, we're getting there very soon. But So who should have won, Catherine? Obviously, Dario Martinelli for his beautiful score for Anna Karenina. He also did the score for um, Pride and Prejudice and for Atonement. Mm. He's never won awards for these things. Those two. That's a list of movies I've never seen. Atonement should should have won a lot of awards, including Best Score. No, I I, only because I didn't. uh, Not at all. um, I didn't didn't see Anna Karenina. Again, it's one of those movies that, again, I have a a screener for it. As an instrument. As um, he should just win Best Typewriter as an I, Instrument you know, award. I, I like the Skyfall score He had been nominated with Guster, but he would win. Special Oscar for Typewriter so Musical. Obviously, I love the Lincoln score. I mean, as yeah. I, really, I really loved Lincoln. Uh, Jose, um, did you have an opinion about speech. original score? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> nope. But it didn't really... But it didn't stand out. I, I, think, yeah. I think the problem with John Williams would be that we've all grown up on his scores. And... Um, it's, it's they're all very rec- readily easily recognizable as John Williams scores. See, I really? I don't think because John Williams has had a great score in, a, in a relatively style. long time. It, there's, I think like, there's two like ways two, to look at it. You could say that he's retreading he's, old ground. He's kind of aping his own stuff. That, at this point. Well, that's oh yeah, that's John Williams. That's the way he does it. It's like uh, Michael and please somebody say his last name before I butcher it. Uh, the JJ JJ's yeah. Yes, I, I could tell his score from, a, from about six blocks away. Yeah. It's, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> <coughs> Go ahead, Catherine. Okay. If I may, if oh, I may make it, if I may make it, if I may oh, make oh, a oh, 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 point, uh, uh, point uh, there, Jikino. lost a yeah, television show. Where he's not really he's not really putting in the time and attention. See, but 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 Giacchino does the thing. The Star Trek score. I I, I, I would argue against thing. that because Giacchino the two, the two is, is, is he's more of a chameleon with the projects he's doing. Like he has a very distinct feel, <laughs> but like Lost, the, the soundtrack from Lost is different from the soundtrack from Star Trek. Well, the soundtrack from like, Lost, there are differences there. If it's a choice between John Williams and Michael, and if they don't choose John Williams, they have made a mistake. Okay, in terms of uh, pilot scores or something like that, I'll be I'll be interested to see the score from Super Eight is different than the score from yeah. I'll be interested Star to Trek see what he Fine. does. If we're with... doing that, okay. I'll be interested to see what he does but... with Star Wars and if it is I, noticeably different I, than I, I what he did be, with Star Trek. I would not Trek. be I... against that at all. Um, but yeah, I think I I think I think John Williams. Uh, I, I don't know, Williams like, if, if, if I had, if I was J.J. Abrams and I had John Williams saying to me, hey, I want to score Star Wars Episode 7, be, and I had Michael Giacchino's uh, phone number, I would enough. put them in the same room and let glorious magic happen. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't understand why we're, we're dicking around not putting the two of them in the same room together. That's true. Like, that would impress me more than any casting that, announcement you could ever give me for Star Wars Episode pretty. 7. That's a great idea. I hadn't actually thought of that. Let's all be friends. 
crazy talk. Don't talk like that. Unquestionably glorious. I just, I just, I just watched Raiders like two nights ago. The Raiders score, the Raiders of the Lost Ark score is one of the best. I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I have that score on vinyl, just in case I ever need to revel in its excellence. Worth it. Yep. I think William. So it's on constant repeat, is what you're trying to say? Yeah. You must always revel in that thing's excellence. I, I think Williams is, used movie. to make more different scores. And and it's, he's been making more of the same scores more, more and more and more recently. I mean, God, you went to film school, the score for, for Minority Report is the same as the score to episode two. And it's painful to watch. It, it's, it, it's not. But, but Raiders is completely different from Empire. And and that's yeah. I feel like Williams used to do that, and they used to be more different. And I I've gotten re- really bored with his scores. Whoa, I haven't whoa, seen Lincoln, whoa, so I can't whoa, speak to whoa, that, but... whoa, oh, don't, whoa! Oh. You're saying Daniel Day like was just phoning it in. That's all I can say about Lincoln. <laughs> he was he was having like a coffee, and then he just like show up on set. And he was, <laughs> yes, hey, you put your ass. And I mean, right. I was incredibly Woo! bored by Lincoln. It was just such a rote exercise. Oh my in, god! Like, yes, I'm making a He's big film, fucking filmmaking. It ends up being this. Boring slog with dolly yeah. shots and Let's move. one guy telling stories can we, and convincing us all he's a accent, great actor a when really he's fucking phoning it in. Can we, no, I mean, his Lincoln voice category. is pretty accurate to what Lincoln sounded like. <laughs> I am happy to. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Were you were you impressed by his performance right, in Lincoln? Enough. By which I mean him sitting in a chair playing my old grandfather telling a story? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, we, I don't know what movie you saw, but it sure as shit wasn't the Lincoln I saw. I fell asleep a, a in the middle rote, of Lincoln. Boring two hour, three hour exploration of people sitting in sepia toned rooms and occasionally turning into a dancing fire for one scene for <laughs> okay. some fucking reason. All right, so so Michael didn't like Lincoln. We'll get um, there when we get we'll there. Get, hopefully. <laughs> Short we'll version, not a huge fan of Lincoln. Yeah. There you go. Right. That'll be the parental advisory on this episode. All right, thank you. In short, that's my, not that's a huge my, fan. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one of my third places in my, my second and third place qualifier okay. on the Best Picture nominees. Well, okay, a, so, so Sound Awards went to, went to three different a, movies because they gave Mixing to Les Mis, which The Onion very nicely panned as most sound, lots of sounds all the time. <laughs> um, and then um, editing tied for some reason going to Skyfall and Zero Dark. I don't even know what to say about any yeah, of these awards. What was they it? All had who, sound. Was, who was the announcer on sound? Was that Mark Wahlberg announcing sound awards? Mm-hmm. Am I right? He seemed so confused yeah. by the prospect of a tie yeah. that it made it even cooler. <laughs> he was true. like, "There's a tie. <laughs> Does not compute." <laughs> it was weird, and then he just sort of steamed. Not, not. It wasn't real. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there's that too. He, why did that happen? That's so yeah, weird. Composite in they, real time, I mean, they but... do that like once a year anymore. Like, uh, uh, I, I didn't have a problem. I thought it was actually handled really well, the the TED stuff. So it, that was the one thing that I felt went long, partly because I think there were there were two two awards there. They just TED was on stage for a long time, and I didn't see TED, so I can't. Yeah. I, I, I had no affinity for the character. I mean, we were supposed to revel in the excellence of like a real time CGI thing, but. I'm not impressed by that. Not anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm 24. I'm not well, fucking was, impressed by it. It was composite. I mean, I know, I know, but 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 we as audience are not supposed to be like, oh, they pre-recorded that shit. We're supposed to be like, we as audience are supposed to be like, oh, it's really cool. There's a CGI character on stage, but unfortunately, like, 
I've been watching CG movies for like 20 of most yeah. uh, 20 years at this point. So it's like like oh, there's some yeah. CGI. That's great. Okay, so 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 speaking of which, um uh, yeah. best lighting of green screens uh went apparently to Life of Pi cuz that's what the award is now. Is can you get an actor in front of a green screen and then let other people make your movie for you and then win an award oh, for Oh god. And apparently that was can. like I hate Life of Pi. That so his much. speech was express. just his his speech, like yeah. as as someone who knows VFX people, his speech is just was just so offensive. Really, because it's just like, look at these pretty pictures I made. I made all these pretty pictures, and you're like, what about the thousand people yeah. who actually fucking made those? Yeah, like, what's wrong with you? And, and from my understanding, I mean, he's not even involved in that post production process. Like down to the nitty gritty of, you got a compositor making the shot. He's not sitting there saying, no, it should be this, this, this. He... What he did was tell a kid where to well, look well, at no, a tiger he... that will be there later. Right. There's a whale. Well, if, tiger puppet. If he's any kind of a good cinematographer, he would have been He would have been approving shots, talking about balance and how, you know, things aren't composited right. Or, you know, just he's, he's looking at the overall image. He shouldn't. I mean, he's not there doing the composite and he's not there, you know, making the whale or whatever. But if he's most cinematographers that I've that I. Have, that I know would be approving shots, working with um, whoever the VFX you know producers or supervisor to make sure that you know whatever he's got is coming across. You know, it's they there should be some hand in hand. But yeah, for him not to even acknowledge the he ridiculous amount of VFX work yeah, I mean, going on like behind it, him was if, a bad if, thing. Like to was, me, it's not even like if, I, I don't I don't. Like, whatever depth of work he put in, like, if he went to the post office, like, the, the post office, sorry, post-production <laughs> office, like, every day yeah. and was like, let's tweak those colors. At no point in his speech was he like, thanks no, to my just, amazing that, VFX that, team if, for if, making my movie, making he, my cinematography been, work look better. as great as it looked. He went up there and he was like, look that amazing sunset I shot, by which I mean a blue fucking wall, yeah. looked really good, didn't it, guys? If, and if you're he'd like, been involved with the post-production to the extent that we'd like him to be... To be take to to win this award, he would have thanked them. He would have known all of them by name. He would have yeah. thanked them. He would have been oh, thank he, God he for would those have known hours a of name. work I spent. Yeah, he would have at least he would have known the a human being's name and been able to thank frankly, them. Like that, it, it, honestly, it, that would have been enough for me. For him to be like Jeff, you and your team were amazing, and he like yeah. that's all you got. Like yes, it deal. Didn't me in the slightest but because it should have been that. it should have been Skyfall, and that's all there is. It's, it's just insulting. Ah. Yeah, Deacons is just so so it good, been Skyfall. and Skyfall been looked Skyfall. amazing from beginning to end. I don't, I don't know. I don't how, know why yeah. we're still talking about Life of Pi. We can just say agreed. Yeah, terrible. Not. Worth I mean, I whenever I think of shooting, like whenever I think of shooting anything, I, like and and doing anything related to color anymore, I think of Skyfall. Well, yeah, I because mean, the handling of color in Skyfall, it's a beautiful film. It's amazing. That's just all about the Deacons. It's it's amazing, it's gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous movie. And like the like the more you know about Skyfall, like his cinematography stuff, it's the exact opposite of what we were talking about with Life of Pi. Like he built scale models of that glass office and shot it with like a lipstick cam and like LED like tiny lights just to get no, the lighting perfect before they built a real set. That's the one thing you knew going in into Skyfall was so amazing. Like, and he just did that like for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one thing I am I am told Deacons will, refuses now to use green screens because one time an ILM supervisor told him they didn't need him for a shot 
But no, no, so now no, he's like, no, you guys, you don't need that now. It, it's not like they just, just, Okay, so Deacons is now my favorite cinematographer shot? ever. Is what it's just that he doesn't want the green screen in his shot. So, so... In the shot, right. Unlike, unlike Lincoln, which is like green screens behind Daniel Day-Lewis, and then if you have to replace the background, Deacons then will it's, make it's sure problem. it's actually just... Most he's of it's in... shot physically, no green screen. And then, yeah, go in and... Yeah. I mean, because he wants to light... <laughs> He wants to light everything. He doesn't have to want to have to worry about green spill and all of that. I mean, it adds to production time. I mean, green it... spill is actually the subtitle to Lincoln. <laughs> As someone who set up green screens in his lifetime, it's oh, so hard. <laughs> all right, so we're, we're now green, halfway. Green spill is my nemesis. We're it's halfway my, through. It's my Lex Luthor. Halfway through, and we're done. Oh, and we're done the show. So, yeah, the Jaws theme is going to start playing any second now. Um, oh next, we have production design. Which no, actually, don't. I would have given this to Les Mis. I thought Les Mis, while it was shot really awfully, I, had really good production design. That's my point. I feel like if you're going to put the effort into putting production design into a movie and then give it an award, you should be able to see it in yeah. the movie. The award should go to the production design that you can see, that you're voting on. Not to the production design that you have knowledge <laughs> that it was at a point good before they shot it and made it super obvious yeah. that... Russell Crowe's wearing a felt suit yeah. in the dark. I mean, out of the five, out of the five nominees, I mean, I would have given it to Lincoln. And like production design wise, like Life of Pi is nice, but it has all the, the VFX stuff we were a talking about. The Hobbit's got two more like movies, so that kind of knocks it out of the park. Anna Karenina is winning the costume thing, obviously. What? Was that a stuff? I would give it to Lincoln too. There's a much. There's a right. You you believe that you're there. It's it's there's a there's a thing going on there. Yeah. 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 The, I mean, from what I mean, I've if, seen, like if, the battles, the like the battles in mud, the the building, like the whole Senate chamber, is is oh, it's that's a fantastic. It's a gorgeous. It's a gorgeous piece. I was waiting of for you to design. tell me that it was all made out of. I mean, the whole. I mean, if 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 I if I have to compliment Lincoln on anything, <laughs> uh, it has to be like, I thought the costuming in Lincoln was 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 great. Oh, I mean. <laughs> No, no. I mean, the nice thing about Lincoln is because it's like 15 hours long and most of the movie is incredibly slow, torturous dolly shots, I have a lot of time to appreciate the set design. And it's, it's, there's just great set design in that movie. I gotta give it credit. That telegraph room, like, for the hundred years we spend hearing Lincoln tell a single story, like, it's a really great set. And like, I, I, I believe that's a space. Yeah. And like a, like a good piece of set design, I believe that space exists. Yeah. It's 90% of and, why and I want to actually sit down and watch Lincoln someday is to see the sets that were built, um, see the costuming. It looks like, I mean, compare it to like Gettysburg and you, you, you see instantly the difference between a film that's just yeah. thrown together and a film that's crafted. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. All right. All right. So let's see. Quick one. Next up. <laughs> Moving on. To, the lightning oh, round. I really don't no. want to talk about this too much. Cause I, I, uh, animated feature film uh, went to Brave, to which everyone tells me is a horrible Ugh. film. Yeah. Didn't go it's to Wreck-It Ralph. But I did, but I, but I, it's not, not horrible. But I didn't, I didn't it's not, it's not horrible, it, but, but it's up against Wreck-It Ralph, and let's be honest. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But it, yes. but it wasn't. Okay, so Pixar, done. Well, Next. But even that said, Wreck-It Ralph is it. Let's do an actual lightning round. Let's do this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate Brave either. It wasn't. It was not a great year for animated films. 
I think that's clear. See, I would I would disagree with that. I I thought well, Frankenweenie really was a, was a, a, a actually I really enjoyed Frankenweenie. Frank gave me it's a lot one, of feelings. Of the, don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I like yeah exactly like. I gave a shit about yeah, a Tim he, Burton he, he movie. That, that does not happen it's to me. It's been many anymore. moons since Big Fish. Uh, uh, <coughs> I mean, did he not? He his name is on it. Oh, he did. It, okay. I, th- oh. I think it's the same deal as Nightmare Before Christmas, where he it says Frank and Weenie Tim Burton. I'm he made it. Ha- he made it happen, but it wasn't actually his film. Okay, so moving on to the big awards for the negative fifteen seconds we have. Burton did direct Frank and Weenie, by the way. He did. Okay, pulled that up. Okay, and he directed in space stuff as original short. Yeah, I and I thought Paranorman was good too. I thought it was a good year for animated hmm. features, actually. So okay, I I didn't. Let's fight. Yeah, let's <laughs> fight. Okay, so onto onto an award that's I, I was actually really really surprised by Quentin Tarantino Agreed. winning for Django. I thought there was no way in hell he would win this award. I was shocked, but I'm delighted. Shocked and delighted. I I I don't know. I. I don't know if I was shocked. I mean, I was happy that he won. Uh, obviously, um, it's a, it's it's a terrific script. It's it's. Uh, it I is a great I don't script. Think that the right, it is a great script. Yeah. And, I mean, he he I really learned from a, from Kill the the writing a novel and trying to shoot it on Kill Bill. Right. Like he's gotten a lot better about writing scripts again. Well, I think he. Uh, I I think if you were to listen to all the stuff about Django. He didn't learn anything. He just learned how to edit his movie. Oh, okay. it's like, yeah. There's clearly there's clearly thirty minutes missing from that film somewhere. Oh yeah. And, um, I mean, I've read the script. I know where it's missing. It's the yeah. bit where there's a piece of text that says, "Hey, we cut thirty minutes out of this movie." Oh, yeah, wow. exactly. yeah. yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't yeah. read the uh, Django script, but I did read Kill Bill, and I thought Kill Bill was a much better script than film, which is surprising given the sort of pastiche film it is. Um, I think he writes amazing hmm. scripts, and then the movies end up being, um. I'm not going to say a, a, a shadow, pale shadow of him, but I, I think he writes amazing. I, mean, I, and I, I think it, I would disagree. I mean, I think Tarantino shoots the movie exactly the movie he wants to, to, to shoot. And if if you like his style, you're in. If you have pro, if you if you take him on a movie by movie basis, you'll yeah. run into some problems. Uh, and I think com- because like he's not he's not working movie to movie. He's he's building an if, oeuvre. Uh, if if you're if looking you at uh, the things that it was up against, a more flight, Moonrise Kingdom, Zero yeah. Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty, uh, as, fantastic script. I thought Moonrise Kingdom was going to win. Fantastic. I really but thought. I was say, but as Bold good as Moonrise Kingdom is, and as good as Zero Dark Thirty is, um, uh, that's a big uh, on that. Um, Django is by far <laughs> the most, like for a writer, it's it's so like fun to just watch that movie and listen to that dialogue and everything that's going on. Yeah. It, it there's so oh, much yeah. there's so much Agreed. sort of writing gymnastics going on in that. As and as much as Moonrise Kingdom is is or maybe a good movie, but I I haven't seen it, but I know Wes Anderson scripts and I've read the Moonrise Kingdom script, and it's his. Oh. No 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 no. I thought you were about to uh, insult it's, Moonrise it's, Kingdom. It's, it's as Wes Anderson <laughs> a script as you can get, and that's great. Um, but it's yeah, it's not you know. And it's Roman not Coppola, quite, that's why. I, I mean, like it's, it. let's <laughs> be honest. It's it. There's there's a lot more. There's a lot right. more fun and a lot more joy yeah. in the language kind that of, Tarantino's yeah. working with. Right, yeah, well, I mean, if if you look at the um, if you look at the the Writers Guild nominees for original screenplay, if I may, um, it was it was Flight, Looper, The Master, Moonrise Kingdom, and Zero Dark Thirty. So like Django Unchained wasn't even on like writing radar, <laughs> um, and honestly, Looper's a fucking atrocious script, poorly it, executed. I, so I'm really glad to see Django like move up 
then the Oscars thing, and then well, I think Quentin has because... the same issue that that Ben Affleck had that the DGA just didn't yeah. care about Affleck and the they don't like Tarantino really because about if you read any Tarantino. of his yeah. he, he and so exactly. didn't give him the nomination. Illiterate. I mean, he is. Yeah, I, that's not. It's not a. It's not a dig on the guy. I don't care. It. it you know, if you read a script, he yeah. doesn't like yeah. to spell properly. His grammar is absolutely horrible. You know, all of that stuff. And it. Yes, exactly. And it. <laughs> it's like an ain't it cool news no. post. And he's barely <laughs> writing. Form. Yeah, he's I mean, he's he's not he's not writing yeah, scripts for the just, writers' guild. He's just, he's just not doing that. He's writing scripts because they're in his way of shooting a movie. <laughs> documents to read. They're just they're just things that he needs to get the movie done. Yeah. Yeah. So and and okay, we we could talk momentarily about um, moving on to Chris Terrio, who wrote a, a really amazing script. What's well, based on real the CIA documents? Script. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, yeah. part, what is it based on? A news article, but uh, a, a Wired magazine article and yeah. part of a book. Yeah. Well, many, but it's many essentially he wrote real from life real life and, and um, what actually happened and constructed a really so fantastic I, a fantastic story. Yes, there we go. Well, sure. He no, took absolutely. he took real I, life and then made a I movie. I completely which agree with is you. Is what you're supposed to do. You, yeah. You don't have and to I be mean, a slave I, to I heard him today um although I understand a writer's guild yeah. screening and and his Well, sorry. No, go ahead, Nixon. Uh, I think everybody froze except me for a second there. Um, I, I saw him. I saw him speak at a, at a writer's guild screening, and uh, uh, what Terrier talked about about adapting sort of real life events and turning them into a movie. He was like, "Well, the real life stuff was honestly kind of boring, so I put a chase in, <laughs> and I like added a scene at a market, and like what really happened was like Tony Mendez flew into Iran. They waited a couple months. They left. That's not a movie. Yeah. Like, uh, and as exciting as it is to like, I'm in this weird place where I'm like, I'm a writer's guild person and I'm a comic book fan. So I know the story of Argo because Jack Kirby's art is involved in it. Oh, right. And that's, I mean, that's how I know it. Like the, the art they used for Argo is uh, not the movie. The, the CIA plan um, is like, they had Jack Kirby, possibly the greatest like comics artist who ever lived uh, well, uh, do tar, art for it? them. And so like in the seventies, Kirby like worked for the CIA kind of. He he drew some of the, the uh, initial. I think he drew some boards and he drew some costume oh, designs and he designed the theme park. Yeah, there's a because the original <laughs> idea for Argo was they would uh, they were going to build a theme like, park, the park, shoot on it as sets, set. it's, and it's then really, really cool. use the theme oh, park wow. like open a theme park. Like it was actually it was a oh that's a crazy idea, and it's it's something that yeah yeah it's it's it's. it's it's one of those many Kirby things where it's sad it didn't happen. But um, yeah, so I knew it from that perspective and I knew it from like the, the Wired article perspective and seeing how Terrio like built uh, just a, a frankly amazing story out of it with like there isn't a wasted character in the script. Really. Yeah, I agree. Oh. Like everything is there to like move you in a singular direction and it does it very well. Yeah, you're back. So I, I, I'm glad it won. There's a reason it won. I'll slowly back away now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone is frozen. Well, that's, that's okay, Nixon. <laughs> well, yeah. No. Wait, Are you all back now? We're, 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 we're back. Froze. It's fine. For those listening at home, uh, go to meeting is wonderful most of the time. Uh, so let's see. Yep. Next, we have Foreign Language Film, which was uh, Foreign Film Most Nominated for a Best Picture. So um, Amour won that one quite handily. Yeah. Yeah. It was that also was, the saddest was, film. A, it wins saddest award for saddest sadness. The I, saddest movie I, I've 
ever seen in my life, Pretty and the most much. terrifying movie I've ever That's seen what, in my life. I, I, yeah, it's, I, I cannot put like it's like um, it. what was that movie Impossibles? Like so many people said, this is the saddest movie I've ever seen. So okay, I'm I'm gonna skip it then. But I'm sure Why? it's very good. <laughs> yeah, it it I I have a thing where nowadays I try and watch all the Best Picture nominees. Like every year, and Amor was the last one I watched because it was like, I know this is going to rip my face out, and it it did, and it took my heart with it. It was the last of the yeah, nominees I, I watched. Myself to do it, but I watched it first thing in the morning. I watched, I watched, I think I watched six of the nine. And... Well, go ahead, was, Catherine, was... and, and just, I mean, because no, you I was did, just you did say, love it. I, I loved Amor. I mean, in the way that I'll never watch it again. I watched it first yeah, thing same. in the morning because I had to, you know, I had other things to do in the day, and then I couldn't do those other things because all I wanted to do was cry and not ever. Yep. You have a skill Me, with that because you also watched what Doomsday, uh, right before going to work, which and is... then I got asked who had died in my family because I just looked like someone had punched me in the face. So just... now I just don't watch things before I have to be somewhere. Yeah. That's the new plan. Yeah, just watch things before bed, Smart. and then you can cry yourself to sleep. Yeah, or, there you or go. have really <laughs> weird TOS streams, which <sighs> we need to stop. We need to stop watching TOS before bed. Yeah. All right. So moving on to um, we can okay. So let's just not talk about Life of Pi because we understand. We don't. Which, and yeah, yeah. Best director. I mean, clearly, Ben Affleck would have won this award if he had been nominated. Yeah. If he had been nominated. Well, I think if, if he and, and, I mean, Bigelow probably wouldn't have won, but I mean, I don't understand why no. Silver Linings Playbook is in this list. So, <sighs> David Russell threatened to punch people if they didn't nominate him. <sighs> it's, a, it's a fine, fine film. I, it's I like really not. It's, it's, it really it's a really is. good standard okay. film. Like it's it's no no no. no it's no, like if you're no, bored if it's ra- if it's a rainy Saturday like it's the in, movie for you. If you're looking for like the, high art or like quality cinema, you're in the wrong place. In the in There's the hands a, of a lesser director, that movie hmm. would have been a standard, crappy romantic comedy without any texture, without any subtext, without any great acting. It would have been not nearly as good a film as it was. In the hands of and it would have been, in I mean, David O. Russell's hands, it was an interesting a- analysis of, of romance with mental illness that completely disintegrates in the third act. We so, can argue that some other time. But... Take it or leave it. No, we learned that dancing fixes your problems. Yeah. No, we... we... If you could dance, you'll be fine. Just no, dance. They, I mean, that's not necessarily true because they couldn't dance. That's they the just sort point. of pranced about and then told each other they loved each other because that's how real life solves real itself. Real life doesn't... Okay, if it you go, if anybody goes can, to the movies for real life, you're going to the wrong place. I'm no, I'm sorry. I I we're doing this now because I'm sorry. Silver Lemmings Playbook opens as a harrowing portrayal of mental illness, and it, it, it's like this unrelenting like life is fucked up, people are fucked up, mental illness is bad. And then in the third act, it goes, it can be solved by dancing okay, so, and telling each other you love no, each other, no, no, no. and it that's can be, you can't can do solved, both of those it can fucking be things by following your passion, and and. And not being afraid of it. If right. you want to use dancing as a metaphor for it, that's fine. No. Nope. But if but you can't but you can't start off and say yes. You can start. Nope. You can't start off by saying Sorry. Nope. it's a very uh, realistic portrayal of mental illness. But then at the end, it's all solved by dancing. No, you can't do that. You you either have to follow the metaphor all the way through, or which is what they is, did. My, my buddy Doug, which Doug has. They... They did yeah, that Doug. thing I said. They're not doing this Doug like complex, same, like, the, beautiful the thing the, you're saying. I'm sorry. With Douglas, he has the same problem. He has the same yeah. thing that oh well, then everything hinges on the dancing and the football game, and and it ruined it. I, no, I mean like 
No, nothing hinges on the dancing in the football game until the end of Act 2, where all the characters gather in a room and decide what the big conflict the of conflict, Act 3 is going to be the, by the literally talking it out and agreeing right. it's going to be the conflict I, I of Act get, 3. I don't want to get all technical. And then Jennifer Lawrence pulls a beer from bottom of frame out of nowhere. If the dancing in the football game, then you're wrong, and you're only reading this, the top part of the movie and not actually... So what you're saying is that they just built a false plot contrivance to disguise the actual problems of the movie. I think I can fix because this. Because they did do boys, that. Boys, they boys, constructed a plot contrivance I can fix to move into you. Act 3. How pretty Engage. was Jennifer Lawrence in Act 3? <laughs> okay. There we go. Okay. I like Jennifer Lawrence a lot. I, I don't know if Silver, uh, Silver Lines Playbook was her uh, prettiest role, but all right. I, I'm glad it got made because I'm glad people are seeing that Jennifer Lawrence is more than just Mystique and Katniss Ever, Ever, Everdeen? Everdeen. Okay. Well, I, I she, people knew that Hopefully she'll go on to have more of these <laughs> really great, really meaty and roles. I don't want to have to fight about the Hunger Games right now. That's why. So. Yeah. No, people. Yeah. People know. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. she's a tremendous actress. Tremendous. So that's, I mean, that's. And, I mean, yeah. David if you watch her, like, her, her press and, conference yeah. afterwards, she's oh. a real person. Yes. And, I mean, that's that's what I like about Jennifer Lawrence. She's she's, she doesn't charming. have any of the. For being in Silver Linings Playbook, a, a film full of contrivance, yeah. she doesn't seem like a very contrived human being, which All I right. appreciate quite a bit. All right, so let, let's move on to four awards, actually five awards, that I think none of us You're will, will disagree about, hopefully. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, really? Okay, well, we'll see. Um, so Anne Hathaway won the award for, for best one scene in which she was really, really good. Hey, whoa, hey. She has that Two scene scenes. at the end, too. Because she yeah. shows up at the end for some reason. Oh, she's, she's, a, she's she a ghosty ghost. She didn't win for the end of the film. She, she won for Dreamy me. Dream. And I'm very <laughs> glad she did because I, I almost cried. And this isn't a movie that I hated. Um, her, her, her scene where she goes to the, the den of, of, of horribleness is really, really, really good. And it, it proves why yeah. why she was in it, why she was cast, why she is a great actress. Well, she was cast because she was friends with Hugh Jackman. Well, and I mean, and there's I mean, there's nobody else in that category who I would who I would give the award to if if we're being perfectly honest. Like, I think everybody in that category gave gave good performances. But if I have to do best actress in a supporting role to coin a phrase, um, I I would I would have to give it to Hathaway. Like, I know she's only in like 15 minutes of that movie, but it's a it's a solid fifteen yeah. minutes. I mean, if I mean, she performs the it. hell out of Same it. Same thing with Heath Ledger. I mean, he he wasn't in that much of it, but he so owned it that of course they're going to give him the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, I mean, I mean, also I, there's other factors to that one, but I would I would like to say that that Heath Ledger's in way more of Dark Knight than he than Anne Hathaway is in They Miss. I mean, I, I think I think a little bit, oh, yeah, a little bit more, but I I don't think she was in so little of it that. She she didn't qualify. She's in very little of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, basically, she's she's got the scene in the where in the the warehouse, you know, the the factory floor. She has lovely ladies, and then she has I dream the dream, and then she dies, uh, you know, shortly thereafter. I mean, that's pretty much it until the end. Um, but I mean, she goes. I mean, she goes through complete. No, I'm not. I'm not at time. all. I'm just talking about actual screen time. No, I thought she did a great job, and I was going to say, it's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. For I dream the dream. Lovely I mean, in ladies terms of. Is a, is a, she has to act. Yeah. You have to watch her fall in that whole song, and so that when you get yeah. to "I Dream to Dream," she's 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 at the bottom. So she has to have her arc in a very short amount of time, and she she nails that really well. Okay, now the next one is another one I think we won't disagree about. Um, and heaven help us if Christoph Waltz and Daniel Day Lewis are ever head to head 
in an Oscar category because oh. I don't know what Who they'll knows? do. But only Christoph Waltz if he's being directed by Tarantino. Well, true. But is anyone else ever going to cast him? I think Tarantino actually owes owns him now. Michelle Gondry cast him in a Green Hornet, and it was yeah, not great. And um, and Polanski cast him in Carnage. Okay, that's right. Did anyone see that? Have we finally turned against Polanski? It only took us twenty years. I didn't see the film. I saw the play, so I don't know how he was in the in the play. I don't want to have the Polanski conversation. No, let's, let's not. I'm but... a film major. Did it go out again? Here we go. And um, yeah, so but Waltz was so good in in Inglorious Bastards and then in in uh, Django that I I didn't expect the award to go to anyone else but him. Absolutely not. I even walked into Starbucks the day after the Oscars, and the Starbucks guy was like, "How about Christoph Waltz winning all the things?" And I was like, "It's mm-hmm. correct." Yeah, no, he's he was phenomenal. He's, a, he's simply like I almost want to say that DiCaprio was as good in his shorter performance, but because Waltz has so much more to do, he's he's really good. But I love DiCaprio in that movie. I just didn't want to say he was the best. Did we lose him entirely? I think we, we, no, I'm here. I had to shut off webcams because I have a slow connection. Sorry about that. That's okay. Oh, okay. So what, what, oh, was, was DiCaprio even nominated? No, he didn't. He, no, he, he didn't want to be. Yeah, he kept himself from being. No, he odd to me. That he did that. Well, he wants. I mean, DiCaprio, and I, I, I get why he's doing this. DiCaprio didn't even want to be put in the race uh, as supporting because he, when he wins, he wants to win for best actor. Right. Oh, gotcha. That's okay. his it's, thing. It's fine. What, From whatever, what I understand. Whatever, Leo. It's okay. I'll let him have his thing. Okay. No one best friend of Kate Winslet. Right. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next one is Jennifer Lawrence, who we've already talked about, was was really good, really, really good in Silver Linings. Is this the one you're disagreeing with us about, Jose? No, I expected Michael to disagree with us with me on Daniel oh, Day-Lewis when we get oh, to that. Yeah. Uh, I will. Uh, uh, I mean, there's nobody better in that category, so it's not going to happen. Oh. But um, I, I thought Emmanuel Riva was was great in Amour. I thought she was. Um, so as as like as happy I am, like I love Jennifer Lawrence and uh, she's great. Uh, she's a great actress. Um, I I wish Emmanuel Riva would have won, honestly, because her her performance in Amour is is the anchor of that movie. It's so crushing. Like without her performance that movie is isn't as effective as it is. Um and she's she's absolutely tremendous in that movie. Just hands down. I yeah, I I from from just the bits I saw and what Catherine's told me, it it seems like she was uh, I mean, just amazing. I, her like just her like her degeneration as the movie progresses is it's it's hard to watch like if you've ever had someone who's like gone through that it's it's hard to watch in real life and and emmanuel riva like completely pulled it off in terms of like i had that same feeling of like she's she's at the end like you know like it it she just communicated that sort of physicality so well like hauntingly well so that's my only, you know. I mean, on that usually, I, th- I think what what hurt her was probably the fact that it's a foreign language film, and they don't yes. typically give best uh, best actress awards to someone speaking. Oh, I mean, they did for I never in a million years. Yeah, I mean, well, that's I mean, Marion Cotillard is well known over here. Um, um, I, I would say like I never expected Emmanuel Riva to win. I never thought she would, but I I kind of wish she had. Because, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence has plenty of acting years left, especially with an yeah. Oscar under her belt now. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to 
Uh, okay, now, 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 Catherine, you can yell at me. What, what's the next Hunger Games book? Chasing Fire. Yes. Catching Fire. Catching, yes. Check- Ch- chasing Flames. Ca- catching, catching fire. Catch, catching fire and ice. Of ice and you catch it. Of ice and salt. And if you're lucky, the fire is a little dancing Daniel Day Lewis from Lincoln. Moving us into. Oh, good job. Sorry. Yeah. I segued you. Well, so Daniel Day Lewis won the Daniel Day Lewis Award. I mean, this is what he does yep. every time because I Daniel mean, Day Lewis won the Daniel Day Lewis Award for Daniel Day Lewis singing. Yes. So. Good for him. He is the he is our greatest living. He actor. was. I mean, I mean, he's a, yeah. there's no. Yes. I, I just. There's no. I I don't think Lincoln was his strongest performance, but at the end of the day, the other four guys in actor in a leading role didn't do a better job at acting than him. So, no. congratulations, Mr. Day Lewis. Uh, I hope there are many Day Lewises in the future, and that we never have to face a dark night, Lewis. Dark night Thank you very much. Well, so he only does one movie every every once in a while. So thankfully, other people, Leo, will have a chance to win. Um, and I I don't know what Daniel Day Lewis is going to do next because every one of his performances has been so radically different. I mean, this is nothing like what he did in There Will Be Blood. I mean, that's I was thinking about this earlier. Like, can you imagine the um the version of Lincoln where Liam Neeson was Lincoln? Oh. I was, I like, was as as Liam how much was different... there on stage giving him the, the award yeah. for playing the, the exactly. role I didn't play. <laughs> right, exactly. It, 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 would, it wouldn't have been nearly, and I know you didn't like it, but it, it just wouldn't have been nearly. No, I I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. Um, so I I as 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 little as I liked Lincoln, I have to admit that that Day Lewis, for not giving like a there will be blood caliber performance, it's a great performance. I don't want to have the... I mean, they are very different characters. Again, I'm making a bad comparison. Yes, yes. because that's not the character that he's playing. Lincoln wasn't that kind of guy. Um, when I was, and, and I think I'm sure Greg, because he, he's heard our po- mm. my podcast, has heard this before. My greatest fear of going into Lincoln was that I would walk in and there would be Lincoln and then there would be Sally Field and, you know, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and all these other guys. And that's exactly what happened. You, I, I, As much as I enjoyed the film, you walk in and there's Daniel Day-Lewis who completely disappears right. into Lincoln. And he becomes that character, and you believe it, and you buy it, and you kind of almost forget that there's an actor playing that role at the time. And then all the other actors come in, and you understand just how good this guy is. Because, well, it's Sally Field playing Mary Todd. And she's great. And I enjoyed her performance quite a bit. And same with Tommy Lee Jones. And, and Joseph but Gordon-Levitt. Let's not forget. I know. We, yeah, let's not forget Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, and, but they're all actors right. playing parts. Whereas I think what makes Daniel Day-Lewis, as I said earlier, our greatest living actor is that he is he transcends that you forget that he's there and it's just Lincoln. So while you get upset about you know the never-ending dolly shots and the boring speeches and all of that stuff, when it's Daniel Day Lewis giving you that moment, it's it's like the Les Mis moment. I just want the camera on him. 
I just I don't want there to be a lot of fancy stuff or whatever. I want to hear Daniel Day Lewis give me that script and that those lines and that dialogue, and I want to listen to that. I want that moment. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what he brings to movies. I think that's what he yeah. brought to Lincoln. All right, definitely. Okay, so let's let's move move it along to our our final category, and let me pass it over to Catherine again. Um, as the, the, the ringleader of hashtag team Ben Affleck, how, how loud did you scream? I, I was here for it, but, but relive the moment. I will relive the moment because it was the best moment <laughs> when best picture was given to Argo for being the best picture ever to Ben Affleck while Ben Afflecking Argo, because it was the best. <laughs> it did Affleck the shit out of Afflecking. It it's was, that. it was the beardiest Affleck there's ever been. It was the most scorned Affleck there's ever been. I was so excited <laughs> when the producers, you know, brought brought him up with them and and yeah. made Well, he was mention. one of the producers. He was yeah. a producer. Yeah. Bring him up well, so. shut up. But they they let him speak. <laughs> Usually it wouldn't be. But okay, so I I I, I told Catherine no, no, before he yeah, he was the main producer. I, I told Catherine there was going to be something controversial. Yeah. I was going to say on the show and now I've now, been excited. This now is the time for it. No oh boy. Hon- honest to God, I I I love Argo. I think it's a wonderful, amazing film. I do not think it would have won the Best Picture Award if they hadn't snubbed him for Best Director. I think Argo managed to ride a yes. wave of sympathy votes to actually yes. win. And I think it's great. I'm I'm so glad it won. I really think Life of Pi was set to win this award uh, no. two months ago. Or something. Lincoln, even. Probably. Yeah, Lincoln's the better candidate. I mean, Lincoln was every the, the good money was all on Lincoln going in, and then he didn't get nominated for for best director. And the, yeah. like you were saying, the wave of stuff, like even like even a guy like Nate Silver, who's like the king of stats, was like the only reason Argo's going to win is because of of the the wave it's riding right now. And I'm I it's a justified wave. Oh yeah. I, mean, I think the I think the Academy tried to to to. I think they snubbed Affleck, and and it came back to bite him in the ass because they had to give him their biggest award. I, so, I think he would have won Best Director and maybe not won Best Best Picture. Yeah. What do you think should have yeah. won Best Picture? What do I think? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I think Argo should have won. I think yeah. it. I, okay. I thought it was really good. It was probably my favorite film of the year. Hobbit's really up there because I, I really like The Hobbit. I thought it was so good, but it's not the sort of film that usually wins Best Picture, and it, it didn't have that that sort of. I wasn't feeling the momentum for it at all until. Until the nominations came out and and the the dialogue started going on why Affleck didn't get the nomination. I thought I was going to have yeah. to fight you. I really thought you were saying that yeah, Life I of Pi should have won. Oh no, I don't then... think I, I don't think Life of Pi should have won by by any means. And I'm still mad about Ang Lee winning. Um, as much as I like Ang Lee's films, um, in the past I I've haven't liked his last couple. It, it's been weird. I think it's time we let Ang Lee go. Just let him remove him from his. What was job. what was his movie before? Um, Has Life he made anything what? between Brokeback, Brokeback and this? Uh, yeah, um, he, he made, wasn't. Uh, he made something. something. Wasn't Lust Caution his? Oh yeah, Love. Him? Am love I totally caution. wrong about that? Lust Caution. Oh yeah, Lust Caution. Lust, comma Caution. You're right. It was that weird, like uh, NC seventeen, basically uh, yeah. Asian porn film. Oh dear. I don't. I don't know what he's doing. I don't understand Ang Lee anymore. He's he's making movies, ma- making movie magic. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he he, you know, he's at a 
he's at a point in his career where he doesn't have to make one every year or every two years or even every three years. I mean, he can wait until he makes the guy. The guy made Hulk, and then the guy made Brokeback Mountain, and ever since Brokeback Mountain, he can just do whatever the hell he wants. I guess. Like he's he's. He's good. He, he hasn't you know? been as good as he was when he made sense. Well, I mean, he's not, then not crouching tiger. Not, 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 not good movie making wise. I mean, life wise, career wise, yeah. good. Like he can just if he doesn't want to take a movie, he doesn't have to do it. Are we? Are we? Are you guys down on Brokeback? I for some reason that I don't know about. No, I'm not down on Brokeback. I I I was I was I'm down on Hulk. And then he he had a triumphant return. I would say with Brokeback. I think Brokeback is a good movie. No, I, I I love I love so much about Hulk. I mean I understand their problems. Don't get me wrong. They're, but I love so much about mostly Hulk. problems, but that's for the comic book show. But so 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 Jose, as as our person on the podcast who really liked Lincoln, did you think it should have won over Argo? Mm-hmm. That's a tough question, but I think the answer is no. I I think. I think Argo is is a better film. I love Lincoln. Lincoln to me is a two and a half hour, you know, West Wing in like you know, eighteenth, you know, forty seven. I mean, it's 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 really really good for me. That's fine. But I but I think Argo's a better movie overall. But in all honesty, this whole year felt a little. It wasn't anemic, but nothing. Nothing blew you away. Well, that's – I mean, that was... I've, I've been saying since, like, the whole award season began, to me, like, Best Picture, like I said earlier, it just seems like a category of, like, second and third place winners. Like, there's no one in the category but, but, that I, like – I was like, oh, that's definitely the Best Picture of the year. You but know? that said – but that all said, that, that I, I kind of agree with what Michael's saying, but at the same time – you know, it's it's almost like maybe maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Like maybe I'm just living in a sort of a embarrassment of riches, and therefore it's hard to figure out which one the best thing is. Because mm. Django's yeah. excellent, really, really good. I, I I enjoyed the hell out of that. Lincoln's great. Argo's good. I like Silver Linings. Uh, Beast of the Southern Wild um, was actually really there, good. Beast of the Southern Wild was no, it, no actually there. It's it's just genuinely a fantastic yeah. movie. So Beast of the Southern Wild, a more and Life of Pi are the three I didn't oh, okay. see. I, I have them all. Right next to me. I'd but pop I, that I one in. I, I, um, I enjoyed Beasts. I enjoyed Beasts of the World. I enjoyed Life of Pi. What was your third one? That you hadn't seen. Amor. Amor. Amor's. Amor. Amor's gonna destroy oh, and you and make you look, afraid of your the look, inevitable look, process of aging that hosts us all. You'll ask your loved ones to kill you at age fifty-five. Yep. I'm. Yeah. Um. And then the Moor's probably the reason I blow myself away at fifty-five. That's it. They're all. I mean, look, they're on the best picture list, so they're not. I don't think any of these movies are categorically bad. Mm. Of the ones that I saw, frankly, Zero Dark Thirty is the one I liked the least. Oh, I, uh, I mean, I enjoyed the movie, but I I liked the least. There's a movie that has all kinds of problems, but um, but I still enjoyed watching it. It was good. Um, but I I it wasn't like if I would prefer to watch Argo or Django or. Oh, actually, you know what? Lay Miz is on the yeah. list. Okay, Lay Miz is before below Zero. Dark I, I would say yeah, Zero Dark I'm, Thirty. I forgot about Zero Dark Thirty. Got the the anti momentum. Like it, it just got less and less chances and, of winning as the award got closer. Uh, no, but that 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 controversy is 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 in my humble opinion a crock of crap. It's complete bullshit. Um, if I if I can if I can French up your your words a little bit, Jose. The, <laughs> thank you. I I was trying to be good, but I, I I'm very happy to. I've given up that. on that. Um. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's going to be an explicit on this <laughs> podcast. I apologize. Or you just have to do a lot of bleeping. Um, uh, I, I think the controversy about Zero Dark Thirty is is a complete fabrication. And it's the, the, it the worst part about it is it, it's, it's, a, it's a controversy put together. It's a controversy, sorry, put together by people who 
clearly didn't see the movie because the movie at no point right. is saying like torture is good. It's it's saying no, torture it just, is a thing we did. It's just a, we did a this thing. thing exactly, and then we and stopped doing this. Figure thing. out whether or not. It's and it's up to you to figure out whether or not it meant anything or was good or bad or indifferent. It's a thing that happened, and for us yeah. not to address it would be. Well, and I think I think if so, if you want to make an argument about how the how Zero Dark Thirty affected perception of torture, like consider like the the opening of the movie is like a black screen and nine eleven emergency calls, and then it cuts to the right. scene of a guy torturing a guy. So what this movie does is in effect. Makes you like as an audience member, you're out for blood. You're like, let's fucking kill these guys. Let's like do whatever it takes to get 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 the get our guy, you know. And then it gives you what you want, and you realize that that's fucking horrible because it's the movie essentially well, that, in, that's why in I just 15 minutes. See the film exactly. Really. The movie essentially in 15 minutes reminds you of like, like, just how like fucked up our perception it's, of of yeah. how we should deal with these things. It's was part two at the time. of um. What did they end up calling it? United ninety three, flight ninety three. The um, Ugh. and I'm forgetting his hit that the, the, the Greengrass yeah. film, right? Like that one gets you like so depressed and angry. Um, and then Zero Dark Thirty is the other side of it, and and hopefully it does what you're saying, where it tells you, but no, maybe this isn't the reaction you should have. Yeah, you see, and 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 I think, and I think why the controversy is ginned up is because of what he said. Like, oh, it makes you it immediately makes you look at how horrible it is. But if you're on the pro side of this thing. Right, you could look at those same beats oh, absolutely. and 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 come out of it going, yeah, kick that guy's ass, you know, hit him, you know, get the information, and then we do get something which leads us six or seven more somethings down the line to a guy that you know gets us to Bin Laden. But so that's what I mean about that. I think it was presented in a very neutral yeah. way, and then it's up to the audience to come up with their own I, I way about it. I think the reason why. I don't think Zero Dark Thirty is was. It's very, very. It's very good. It's not very, very good, because I think that we're one. I think we're too close to the actual events, so we don't have enough facts and enough stuff to actually create a proper sort of narrative around it. Well, I mean, um, they had to rebuild their movie essentially because from of, scratch. And, so yeah, and, and because exactly, and because of that, there are these huge gaping gaps in things that happen and character, and because we have to make these. Huge jumps in time, characters change their motivation and 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 stuff without us being a part of watching what changes their motivation, and it's, so it's 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 a little bit disjointed in in my opinion. It doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it or didn't like it, and I think the last you know thirty five minutes of the Bin Laden raid are you know just really riveting stuff to watch. Oh, it's um, it's I, but I mean, it's, the, but it's, yeah, that that the last but, like, it's, but it's, the action stuff is some of the best shot. Like special forces-y kind of stuff I've ever seen. Yeah, but part of the reason why it's so engaging to watch, I think, is a on 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 one level, it's about well, you want to be there for the Bin Laden stuff, and you want to kind of see it happen. B, you have sort of the horror of family and kids and people getting shot and and having you know, wow, like that kind of messes you up. And then I think on on and then there's just the pure sort of adrenaline level of it all, mm. um, kind of working for you. So. Like I said, I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was great. I think Argo should have won, and, and rightfully so. Well, let me yeah. let me wrap it up by by throwing it over to Catherine to ask ask you um if if Argo hadn't won or if, or if Argo didn't come out, what would have been your your second second in command? If I if I had to, if you had to choose one of the other films, out of what was nominated? Yes, out of what out, out of what was nominated. Sure. Oh, jeez. 
You can't, you this, can't, this, you can't see this, guys, but, this but her brains would, are actually yeah, coming, uh, leaking it, out of her ears. Yeah. She's having Harvard, does not compete. Is this, a, is this question? There is no Affleck. Can, if, if I can, if I can ask to, to clarify the question, yes. are you asking what Catherine thinks should have won or Catherine thinks would have won? Uh, no, should, should have won. <laughs> should have won? Okay. I, I, I won't see Zero Dark Thirty because... I know people personally yeah. who have fought in this war, and I don't need to see it on my TV in any capacity ever in my life. Um, I silver linings. Why I mm, I would probably choose a more okay because I felt as a film it worked the best. I was moved by it. It told the story it wanted to tell, and it's incredibly even visually interesting when it really only takes place in an apartment. Yeah, I keep I keep hearing such good things about it. More, I should sit down and. I guess I'll have to watch it by myself since you, you will not go through that again. Um, but yeah, one mm. of these days I should sit down and watch it. Just, oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Okay. So we're, we're way past time. Uh, thank you guys, all of you for, for being with us this week uh, for an epic Oscar show. Uh, there, there will be a parental advisory on this episode, but I, I, I hope that's fine. Um, I want Apologies. To go uh, horn. Uh, movies make me talk a bit. Salty. I tried. Apparently. Um, so if you guys could just talk about where we can find you around the internet, starting with Catherine to my, to my right. Hello. You can find me on the internet always on Twitter at Hawkeye Poet. Very good. And uh, Michael Nixon, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at uh, uh, Michael Nixon. Um, I also do two shows now. Uh, one of them is Geek Crash Course. You can find that at Geek Crash Course on the Twitter or pretty much Geek Crash Course anywhere. Uh, and I just started up another show uh, called The Ansible, um, and you can find that at Ansible Show, and pretty much everywhere as uh, as Ansible Show. So Facebook and and YouTube and that sort of thing. Great, and and congratulations on getting that second season of Geek Crash Course, uh, a successful Kickstarter. Yes, thank you very much. Very good, and um, Jose, we're very excited for what we're putting out. Yeah, I am too as well. Um, so Jose, where can we find you around the web? Uh, let's see. Uh, you can find our podcast, which I do with my buddy Doug. Uh, we're at at the zero room, uh, dot net or dot com. Uh, you can also find us uh, if you go to uh, Star Trek FF dot com. You can see our, you know, all our Star Trek stuff that uh, Doug and I have put together. There's uh, Doug put up a new script. Uh, I don't know, maybe like two yeah. months ago. So go read that. That was pretty good. Um, uh, you can find I'm on Twitter. I'm Ringslinger on Twitter. Um, and I and there's also the zero room feed also which is the at the zero room on Twitter as well so you can find me in all of those places. fantastic all right well thank you everyone for being with me this week I I should say I can be found at Greg Harbin G R E G H A R B as in boy I N and I'll see you all next week bye bye. Meeting adjourned.